Hi, I'm Natalie Nowak, and you're listening to On My Way to a BFA. This podcast chronicles my experiences as I go through the process of getting my BFA in musical theater at the Hart School. I'm currently a month into my junior year, and it's going really well. I am rehearsing for our fall main stage show, which is Sweet Charity, and I've been enjoying the process, so that is great, but being in rehearsals every single night and on the weekends means that I'm super busy, so I decided to record some interviews for this podcast over the summer because I knew that when rehearsals started, my free time would be quite minimal. This month's podcast features my interview with Cameron Adams. Cameron is currently in My Fair Lady, which is her 12th Broadway show. She has also been in The Music Man, Hairspray, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, Nice Work If You Can Get It, Hello Dolly, and many more. So chances are, if you've seen a Broadway show, you have seen Cameron Adams. I also want to give a huge thank you to Andrew Bradis for connecting Cameron and I and making this interview possible. Without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Cameron Adams. So I wanted to start out with your Broadway debut, and I wanted to ask you, before you found out that you had been cast in The Music Man, your first Broadway show, did you have any plans to go to college to study either theater or dance? Absolutely. I was most certainly looking uh, forward to going, hopefully, to a great college to study musical theater, music, dance, all of the above, and um, was actually in my junior year of high school. So I was sort of beginning the process of doing that, you Mm -hmm. know, investigating and asking questions and figuring all of that out. I by no means thought my route would be, you know, sort of not the traditional route, you Mm -hmm. know, meaning not going to college. And, um, and so when this came about, the, the opportunity to audition for The Music Man, um, I, I actually was sort of hesitant to even go in because I thought my odds were not very good. Yeah. <laughs> and I had zero to little experience and, um, you know, didn't really even have a real resume and headshot. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like learning about all those things, obviously. And, um, and so I was hesitant to even audition and my mom sort of thought it would be a fun idea and a fun weekend for us in New York. And, uh, we would go see shows and I would go to this audition. And then when I eventually did go to school, hopefully for musical theater, I would have known what it was like to audition for a Broadway show. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, but it, it all worked out. So, you know, it did. It's, everything <laughs> happens. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> but did you looking back now, do you do you think that there's anything you would have gained from going to a BFA program? Or are you glad that you didn't go because you oh. learn that stuff in the real world? I mean, 100% there's stuff I would have gained going to a BFA program. Um, uh I mean, here's the thing. The beauty of going to college and studying is that you have all of this time to really immerse yourself in something. And yes, there's a ton of pressure. Yes, there's expectations and and all of that. But ultimately, you are in a quote unquote safe environment in the sense that you're able to make mistakes, try something, play a role that you would normally never get cast in because mm-hmm. of typing or age or whatever the case. And, and because of jumping right in, I sort of missed all of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it took me about five seconds of living in New York and doing the show before I realized how hard I was going to have to work to stay up here. So I certainly immersed myself in classes, voice lessons, acting classes, dance classes, uh, coaching with friends and different things like that because I knew I was going to have to educate myself if I wanted to stick around and continue to work. 
mm-hmm. you know, and not be a kid on Broadway if I wanted to uh, transition into being an adult and working in New York, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I think, you know, it's, it's nice to talk to you because I, I, I believe you're, you're the first guest on my podcast who I've talked to who has not attended a, a college for musical theater. Oh. So it's really cool <laughs> to hear your perspective because it, yeah. I don't know, it just, it just shows that there are so many paths that lead to Broadway or to whatever you want to do. And choosing one over the other isn't wrong. It's just no. different yeah. and you'll end up where you're supposed to be. So I think, I think that's really cool. I fully believe in that. And it, it sounds so like, you know, Saturday afternoon special, like (laughs) follow your dreams or whatever. But the the truth is it's whatever path your path is. It's like one of my favorite things I teach quite a bit now. And one of my favorite things about teaching and teaching with other people working in the industry is everybody's story is completely different. Mm -hmm. You know, some people go to a conservatory. Some people go to a BFA program. Some people don't go to school. Some people go to school for half the time and then get a huge job and they're like, well, this is my chance. I got to go, go for it. You know? Yeah. That's sort of one of the things I do feel. I feel like if you have an opportunity that arises, you have to sort of jump for it because we just, in this business, there's so few and far between. And as we hear no more than you hear yes. And you know, sometimes you got to jump when, when it's there and available. Totally. Totally. I agree. Um, so I wanted to also mention that you and I both have similar backgrounds with dance, with that kind mm-hmm. of being one of our main focuses. And right. I noticed that after so many years when I was younger of expressing myself through movement alone, when it came time to prepare for college auditions and then being at college, and then I'm here I am about to sing and I'm like, what is this? It's so yeah. different. It's scary. Did you have kind of a similar relationship with your singing voice at first where it was nerve wracking or, um, was that just something that came naturally as well? No, of course. I mean, it's, it's like anything, as I'm sure if you talk to someone who grew up training as a singer their whole life and just moved a little bit and then how scary it is to go to a dance audition. It's just as scary for those of us that grow up, you know, I primarily focused on dance and that was what it, it was. I took some casual voice lessons. I happened to luck out and, um, have a couple people in my hometown who were incredibly knowledgeable and experienced. And so I did start jumping into voice lessons, but that was happening right before I moved to New York. So, um, it was very new to me. And, um, like I said, when I moved to New York, it was immediately clear to me that if I wanted to stay here and work, um, and work consistently, that I was going to have to bust my butt and work mm-hmm. on my voice and my acting so that I could go into an audition and be like, okay, I do this also. And I have to say, it, I have had some like really scary, um, terrifying moments and I probably will continue to do so because I don't think those ever really stop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> at least for me, I'm like, someday I won't be nervous when I go in for an audition. It's like not, you know, that's just, I'm going to always be nervous. Yeah. But um, I feel like I'm really glad I did the work when I did, just like I'm sure you feel like you're happy doing the work while you're in school. Yeah, definitely. Because it does, you you know what to expect and then you have the confidence. It's also about, I, I don't know, when I got my head wrapped around what I have to offer and what my skill set is mm-hmm. um, and what I do better than other things vocally and or acting and dance wise, it sort of helped me realize like, Oh, this is a good fit for me. I need to make sure I'm singing songs like this yeah. or, um, these kinds of characters are the right kind of fit for me. So I need to be gearing more towards that 
And mm-hmm. that helped me quite a bit, but it's still really scary. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Do you think just like with specifically with singing, is it for you just the more you do it, the the easier it gets? Yeah, I think for me. Yeah. And I think for me also, this is just my story. Um, As soon as I started like understudying things and playing roles and stuff and I, you have to just do it. Mm -hmm. It, it, even at a young age, it was, um, it helped me sort of get over the hump of that and figure out what I do well and don't do well. Yeah. Um, Because we all have our stuff. I mean, not everybody sings everything. Like, I mean, I could name a couple of my friends that are ridiculous and can (laughs) just sing anything you put in front of them. But, but just like dance, um, you know, we all have, all have our strengths and weaknesses. Right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think I like what you said about figuring out what that is and Mm -hmm. and going with it because I feel like oftentimes, um, and I myself am guilty of this being like, okay, well, this is, this is kind of the type I am, but like, I'm not, I don't want to do that. I want to do something the opposite. And that doesn't always work out in my favor. I've kind of like, if I know what I'm good at, I should just do that because it will probably pay off a lot more than trying to be something that I'm not. Right. Well, it's just because ultimately, no matter what we do, um, we look a certain way, we sing a certain way, we sound a certain way, we dance and move a certain way. Um, and so it is, you know, like, gosh, I would kill to be Maureen and rent one day. I'm never going to be Maureen and rent. I look like a really wholesome girl next door, even as I get into my thirties. And it's just, it's just not going to be my role. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's not my jam and that's okay. I can admire it and I will belt it out in my bathroom oh, yes. you know, as I'm showering. <laughs> but it's, it's like figuring those things out too, I think. And then when you have that and you go, this is what I do. I need to bring this to the table. You walk into an audition and feel 10 times more confident. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were younger, was there anyone that you saw on Broadway that you were like, I want to be like them or just anyone that you looked up to? Oh my God. I mean, I am like the biggest nerd over Karen Ziemba, yeah. like the biggest nerd. And what's crazy is my best girlfriend, uh, Lindsay Nicole Chambers, who's also a brilliant comedic actress and hilarious woman. Um, and her husband live in the same building as Karen. So I, I'll see Karen quite a bit. And she okay. knows that I'm like kind of a super fan. <laughs> but uh, we have, and we obviously, we've never worked together. I would, I would love to someday, but we, um, we have lots of mutual friends. So we'll see each other quite a bit. But I just, I think that she is the epitome of a triple threat. Yeah. And that is what I worked really hard to try to be and emulate. And um, so people like her, people like Cheetah, you yeah. know, um, people like Shirley MacLaine, those are all people that I have very much admired and look up to, um, with, and then all in the same breath, you know, Kelly O'Hara will, is a friend and will forever be someone that I admire and look up to and think of as not only a beautiful singer and actress, but a class act mm-hmm. individual. And, um, so I always like to put her on that list as well. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's it's just it's so cool and so great to especially when you're younger have those role models in theater yeah. because I've learned, you know, just through talking to people or friends of friends, just the theater community, people are genuinely nice and they are yeah. they, most most people and they genuinely want to help others and kind of be that mentor for others. So I think it's it's so great if you're young and you're, you know, wanting to do theater to look up to those people because they usually are like you said class acts and really yeah. great people to look up to. Also, it's that reminder that like your peers 
are also people to be inspired by because like when I first moved to New York, I have a handful of, of close girlfriends of mine that are like, I don't know, a few years older than me. And what, since I started sort of young, they were at more the average age of like early twenties out of college. Mm -hmm. And a couple of them are, I'm super close with and always very inspired by and look up to still, you know, and, and they, they help sort of shape and mold me. People like Megan Sakura and Shannon Lewis are two really good examples. Um, and I find them as like triple threat dancer, singer, actresses. And I find them very, very inspiring in what their careers have been and their journeys have been. And, um, I think that's always important too. just like look to your left and your right, the people that surround you. A little yeah, bit. that's so true. Yeah. That's awesome. So you mentioned a little while ago um, in this interview about your teaching, and that's something that I'm fascinated by because it seems like you do a lot of cool things in your day, like teaching, besides just doing a Broadway show every night. Yeah. So can you kind of take me through a typical day that, that involves teaching and what that's like sure. for you? Sure. Yeah. Um, I didn't – if you had asked me when I was your age <laughs> if I would ever want to teach or be like – you know, doing these kinds of master classes and or summer programs or whatever, I'd have been like, you're yeah. crazy. That's a crazy thing to say. <laughs> and I have really fallen in love with it. I, I don't know if I'm at a point where I would want to do it full time ever, but, but at this moment right now, I love, uh, especially when the summers roll around and there are lots of summer theater programs in or around New York. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I typically really enjoy your age, like college age yeah. and or late high school, because I feel like that's a point where you're like, no, I really want to go for this. And you're like you're serious about it. Yeah. yeah. You're serious about it. You're working your butt off every day in school. Um, you know, you're up to date with what's going on in the community. And, um, and so I, I really found that I love it and I try to say yes when I can. And so I actually Tuesday I taught, um, uh, this past Tuesday I taught for a friend of mine who used to be in New York for years, was an actress, um, and dancer for a long time up here and went back to Georgia and, uh, owns a dance studio, a big dance studio down there. And she comes up every summer with a handful of students and I've been teaching for her the last few years and they come in and, and they wanted specifically my fair lady material because that's what I'm doing yeah. right now. And some of them were seeing the show. And, you know, and so we talk about the show and we, um, the way I sort of like to approach, even though they're learning choreography is, um, my number one thing that I always say is you're an actor first, no matter what, whether you're standing to sing a song or dancing or whatever, we all have to be actors. And half the fun is like creating these weird characters in the ensemble that create a community. If you're not Eliza Doolittle or Henry Higgins, where it's on the paper for you or a a lot of it is on the paper for you. You have to sort of create. And what's so beautiful when you see a really successful show, I think, is when you see people who have made a community, created characters and an atmosphere and a world. And so I try to sort of start with that. And then, and then we'll learn some choreo and try to implement the character study and all the things with it and, and hopefully get better and better by the end of the hour and a half, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I'll do that for a few hours and we'll sit and talk and, and, um, and then I'll, you know, go get a coffee and do my show. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. What, yeah. What's your biggest takeaway or, or I guess lesson that you've learned from being a teacher? Um, I think 
it's just always, like I sort of said before, never think you know everything. Yeah. And be open to someone else's interpretation of what you're laying out for them. I always really love that when I'll see someone sort of surprise me and I go, gosh, what an interesting version of that. I never Mm -hmm. even thought to do it like that. Or um, I think that's always good. And I also think giving back because I had a few opportunities like that when I was a kid, but if I had been in my late teens um, or if I had gone the traditional route of going to school and had the opportunity to actually be taking classes from people who were currently working, um, I feel like I would just want to take every, every little tiny bit of it in like a sponge. And um, so I, I, I'm a really, I hope I, this, this probably sounds like an egotistical thing to say, even though I'm going to say the opposite. I have very little ego. <laughs> so um, I don't, uh, you know, I'm, probably sometimes modest to a fault. (laughs) And so I have to remind myself, oh, right, I've been doing this for almost 20 years and I'm here helping shape people who are just beginning their journey of that. And um, I think there's, that makes me feel really good and excited. Yeah. I I love that. That kind of reminds me of something that my voice teacher at the heart school says to me, he's always like, Natalie, when you get up there and sing, like, get your diva on, like just yeah. for those two minutes. Like you don't yeah. have to be this modest, polite, because I, ha- I yeah. have a tendency to do the same thing. He's right. like, you have the right to, you're singing, we are watching you. Like it's okay to yeah. to make us want to look at you, you know? And it's just kind of related to that. Cause, and then, you know, you can go back into your everyday life and obviously, you know, be modest in whatever way you want, but it's, mm-hmm. it's so true. Just sometimes. No, that's, I'm, I'm taking that it. advice. I'm going to remember that advice and take <laughs> Perfect. Um, (laughs) Now, this is, this is a very random question, but I, I just thought of it. I did not have this one planned. Um, On your Instagram, you take these, these videos on your Instagram story of people across the way. Are they hula hooping? (laughs) Or um, I just kind of, I saw this and I was like, this is awesome. What is that? (laughs) Yeah, that is a new discovery that um, I did not ever see before. I've lived in this apartment for about a year and directly across from me is like a rec center. Mm-hmm. It's just a community center and a rec center. And these women at about 12, 15 every Saturday in the summer are out there hula hooping for, I have to leave and go to the theater. Otherwise I would just be taking that class with them. I think it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I love it. It always makes me smile. I'm like, I wonder I yeah. wonder what that building is or what they're doing. If they're it's just a rec friends. center. There's like a beautiful pool in there. There's a community garden. It's kind of awesome, but it's also hilarious to me that they're out there. Every yeah, day every I was like, Saturday. this this makes me very happy. It's great. Yeah. So you know, just a <laughs> little tidbit for the fans out there. You should check yeah. it out every um, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> every Saturday, I love it. Um, so this next question is from one of my friends because I knew that she was a big fan of yours. So I texted her and I was like, Hey, I'm interviewing Cameron. Do you have anything that you might want to ask? So her name is May Hertig and she's going to be a sophomore at Boston Conservatory this fall. And, um, she really looks up to you and you, you kind of touched on this about creating your own characters within the ensemble a little bit, but her question is, what do you find invigorating and special about performing in the ensemble? Well, first off, I I love this question, first off, May. Um, And I got to tell you, I think we live in a time where a lot of schools and people assume that 
the only way you're successful is if you are Kelly O'Hara or you are Audrey McDonald or Jesse mm-hmm. Mueller. And that is obviously super successful and at another level. And it is so brilliant. And those three women are ridiculous, you know, and if we're including men, the Brian Darcy James and the, um, you know, uh, all of Joshua Henry's of the world. Um, but I, th- I think that I feel so special and lucky to be in the ensemble on Broadway. And I feel very, um, loved and taken care of in the same breath by my community and my peers, um, including all of those big fancy people, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, working with someone like Lauren Ambrose right now, who comes more from a TV film background, but grew up singing and doing theater. She just, you know, started booking big time television stuff at a very young age. She said just the other day to myself and another gal, she was like, I don't know how you do what you do. You're you know, you have to sing, dance, and act. You have to do all the things. She's like, I can, you know, she's obviously singing and acting her face off, mm-hmm. and she's had to dance a lot more in this than she's ever had to, right? So it's it's always like, you know, and for her, she's like, how fun that you get to play all these different people. I think that's something I love so much is that, like, My Fair Lady's a great example. Literally in the course of three hours, I play lower class, middle class, and upper class. Yeah. I do three one-minute quick changes where I go from a maid to a rich ascot goer with like a giant hat and a white mm-hmm. wig and a, you know and yeah and I I love that um, I feel like people forget that being in the ensemble is is super special and important and it's it's what sort of shapes and creates the world that you live in or helps shape and create the world that you're living in and watching and the show that you're, you know, trying to sort of immerse yourself in and, and, uh, I don't know, enjoy. So, um, for me, it's, it's the, one of the things I love most is being able to like create all these weird characters and backstories for them. And yeah, sometimes you do it in a very jokey manner and you're laughing, but, but, but oftentimes you do it in a very truthful manner and you create this community and, and everybody has their story and, um, you kind of start to figure them out so that, like I said before, it creates a community without you even realizing it. Yeah. And you, as an audience member, might not sit in an audience and go, okay, Cameron is now playing such and such, and she's <laughs> from Idaho, and she grew up, you know, right. planting, you know, tomatoes, like whatever. You're not going to, but you're going to pick up little cues and see little things that um, that make it a world, you know? So yeah. I, that helps or yes no that. I think that's so cool thank you for answering her question because she you mean a lot to her so oh yeah thank you so, <laughs> so um, sweet oh good so um switching gears a little uh even just being involved in college productions I've learned that a director depending upon how they lead their cast really affects the experience of the actors in either a positive or sometimes negative way. So I'm wondering if you can tell me about a really positive experience that you had with a director and what made it so positive. I've ha- I have been really fortunate, and I'm not just saying this, to have really amazing directors that I have completely loved working with for the most part. Um, I've also had some incredibly difficult situations where... Um, it's trying and testing and you have to sort of sit back either with a director or choreographer and go, okay, this is just one show in one experience. And, um, I have to find something 
positive and I have to learn something from this and move on, you know, um, uh, honestly, this experience has been one of my favorite ones because I like, it's my first time working with Bartlett share and I really, really felt, um, drawn to him and I find him to be pretty brilliant in creating a show and watching him work. Um, and I got to watch a lot of scenes, even that I, I wasn't a big part of because I, I'm lucky enough to play, uh, I was saying earlier, a maid in the show, one of the servants in the show. So we're sort of in and out of the house, the entire show. And so even if I wasn't being utilized the entire time, a lot of times I was in the room while he was doing these big scenes with Lauren Ambrose and, um, Harry Hayden Patton, who's our, um, Henry Higgins and watching him work with them and watching him sort of, it's sort of a slower process, but it's really layered. Mm -hmm. And, um, I found it to be so inspiring and I found it be as tedious and, and long as it was, I found the outcome and the results to be ridiculously beautiful. So, um, I found, felt very inspired by him. I also felt very um, uh, seen by him, like yeah. uh, which sometimes people have trouble with that in the ensemble. They don't feel as seen by a director or choreographer or whoever they're working with. And um, I, I never felt that way with Bart. I felt like he, he saw each and every one of us. He listened to each and every one of us. He utilized us in different ways. Um, and I really, really loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's cool. And for you is um, with with directors, I'm I'm just wondering, do you think that kind of what one of the factors that differentiates a good experience from a not so good experience is their ability to adapt based on who they're giving direction to and kind of knowing how different people take things? Oh, my gosh, 100 percent, 100 percent, because you can have something in your head as a director and what your idea is, but an actor, and part of the reason you want to hire a great actor is that they're going to have ideas Mm -hmm. and they're going to have a vision of what they think the character is. And, and a lot of it is about figuring out the balance of those things and finding what really works and makes the more sense, makes the most sense, you know, obviously for the audience, but I think he's really good at that. And I think a lot of the directors I've worked with are really, really good at that also. And I think that's what makes a good director instead of you know, no, this is what I see. So this is what it has to be. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Cool. Um, so I'm, I feel like people get asked this question a lot, but I just like to know from everyone, what advice you have for, um, up and coming performers, maybe people college age or high school who, who want to pursue this. Um, I think my number one thing, and I feel like probably everybody says this is like, you just have to really keep putting yourself out there. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. so hard. Um, and it's really scary, but the more you do it, like auditions and, um, scary songs to sing or monologues to read, or, uh, if the dance combination is too hard and pushing yourself to try to learn it, because then there's less pressure put on that one really big audition. Um, and so I feel like if you're, if you're constantly going, you're kind of on a roll, because like right now you're in schools, so you're constantly learning, you're constantly mm-hmm. singing things, you're constantly acting, you're constantly dancing. And then it's, it's easy to get into the city and you have to have a job or you have to whatever. And, and you let go of some of that. And then all of a sudden there's this immense amount of pressure put on that one big audition that you want to book. Yeah. 
and it's really hard. So, um, like even for me, I always know if a show that I'm doing is closing or, um, a big audition is coming up that I'm really excited about. I try to put myself out there in other ways. It's a couple other little auditions or little things, um, just to make sure that my kind of, uh, audition muscle is working and flexed and whatever. Yeah. That makes any sense. Yeah. Totally. um, Yeah. And you know, you're never going to stop going to classes and taking lessons and, I also think just educating yourself on what's happening, who the choreographers are and directors are that are constantly working now. Um, so that when you walk in a room, you know exactly who's sitting behind a, a table. Yeah. What they do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And I like what you said about putting yourself out there in other ways so that when this, you know, big thing comes along, it's not like, the end all be all of everything. And then you don't put as much pressure. I mean, obviously there's still nerves, but I never thought about it that way. So that's a really cool perspective on that. Yeah. Because ultimately you're going to do all you can to prepare. So, you know, you have to be prepared and all of those things as we all know, but there's so much pressure that goes into it and uh, it's hard not to do that. But if you're constantly sort of auditioning and singing and doing and whatever, then it, it takes it off a little bit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so I just turned 20 a month ago and if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell her? Oh Lord. Um, if I could go back to my 20 year old self, um, I would tell myself not to date that guy I dated. No, um, I would, I would, um, tell myself to take a deep breath. And that, and that swinging wouldn't be the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It was the first time I was a swing ever when I was 20 and, um, Mm -hmm. it was really overwhelming and scary and I was super intimidated by it, but trying to act like I wasn't. And, um, I think that's probably what I would have told myself then. Uh, and also that it will all work out. I, I went through a really, because I didn't go to school for this, I went through a very interesting time where I went maybe this isn't what I want to do. Maybe I just have fallen into it and I've been successful and maybe I need to take a step back. And, and mm-hmm. I sort of like second guessed and questioned everything. And I remember my dad looking at me and saying, well, this was when I was like 21 or 22. And I remember him looking at me going, well, you're 21. You'll figure it out. You got a lot of time. You don't have to know. And yeah. I was like, but it's so important. It's so important, you know? And, um, and I, if I could go back to then, I probably would have said the same thing my dad know yeah take a deep breath there's tons of time there is no correct like we said earlier um journey everybody's is different you know enjoy the journey because that's part of it yeah and and especially like when just just being this age and going through everything that you go through at this age it's so easy to forget that because it's like you're just wrapped up in everything and you're like but there's not enough time and then but people who are older than you are like you're you're just a baby come on like you know you have time like just take a deep breath yeah you know it's so so hard to do that when you're the one living it though and that's what I remember because it's it's your life and you're the one going through it and how are you supposed to know every you know hindsight is 2020 as we always say so it's like um you know, that's part of it too, is just sort of actually living it and, and, you know, having life experiences because life experiences also make you a better actor. Yeah. (laughs) Real life experience. Yeah. It's so true. And like you said, you're an actor first. So having that to pull from is essential. Exactly. 
Cool. So this is my last question. What scares you the most about being on Broadway? Oh my gosh. What a scary question. This question scares me the most about being on Broadway. No, um, (laughs) uh, no expectations. You know, I feel, um, expectations. Yeah. Of what people assume or think you should be doing or not be doing or how you should be when you walk into an audition as a, uh, I actually feel I have gone through a period where I feel more pressure auditioning now than I did when I was younger because nine times out of 10, when I audition at this point, I know multiple people sitting behind the table and I've worked for some of them. Right. So I'm at a point where I'm auditioning for some, sometimes friends of mine that I did shows with who are now choreographers or directors and or a director or choreographer who's hired me over and over and over again. And so the expectation of going in and having like a really amazing audition um, is that doesn't happen all the time. Right. Sometimes we have off days, like we could be as prepared and as ready as possible. And sometimes you just have an off day. Yeah. And, um, and I really, I still am very hard on myself about that. Um, so that's something I think is scary to me and it's, it's scary. Uh, the future is always scary, right? It's, it's one of those businesses, no matter how successful you are and how long you've been doing it. Um, it's, it's not a constant, right? So it's, it's always a little bit, a little bit scary to know what's next. Yeah, you know, totally, totally. Yeah. And also going back to what you said about, um, you know, always putting pressure on yourself again, something that I do too, that I feel like is very common among performers that I don't know. So is there, yeah. it ha- has that gotten better for you or is it kind of something that, um, you're continuing to work on and how, how have you worked on that? I am always continuing to work on that. Um, I have definitely gotten better with age of like letting the small stuff go, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff happens. You're, you know, not going to get every job. And even when you're working all the time, you're not going to get every job or you're going to be a part of something. And then they decide they need to go a completely different way and they hire someone else or, they say they need to go a completely different way and they hire someone that's exactly like you. And there's really no reason why. And you go, well, geez Louise. So I think one thing that has gotten a little bit easier for me with age and experience and, and, um, all of that is just like not sweating the small stuff and letting it go. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm a really big advocate of, uh, personal life is also very important. You have to have a life because ultimately, um, if you do, you know, choose, you know, and, and you're going to go for it to make this your career and you do this, um, as much as we're lucky to get to do what we love and what we've trained to do and that not everyone can be a part of something like this because not everyone can sing and dance, right? Mm -hmm. It is a very specific thing. Um, it still is your job. It becomes your job and it is, um, And if you're lucky enough to work in the union, it's a great job with benefits and health insurance and a 401k, which are things you should not be thinking about right now. But (laughs) at 35, I have to think about, you know, and, um, and, and it's a reminder that it is my job, you know, so I can take a personal day and go home or I take that vacation after six months is up and I go somewhere that has nothing to do with theater. Yeah. I will be going to a friend's wedding in Amsterdam in August. And I'm Ooh, so wow. excited. About That's it. so yeah. fun. Yeah. So like, it's like about that balance too, of reminding yourself that, 
Um, yes, we're so passionate about what we do and we have to work really hard to do it and take care of ourselves, but you also have to have a real life and it will make you a more interesting, better person anyway, if you just have a more (laughs) well-rounded life. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of On My Way to a BFA. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Cameron Adams because I really enjoyed talking with her. You can follow Cameron on Instagram at CameronAdamsNYC, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Natalie underscore Nowak. That's N-O-A-C-K. Also, make sure to follow at Broadway Radio on Twitter and like us on Facebook, and feel free to reach out with any feedback or questions.